Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. It's a new month. And the Lord has blessed us to see this the first Sunday in this the month of August in the year of our Lord 2023 and it's not because we've been so good but it's because he's good and that's something for us to be thankful for we welcome those that are joining us by way of live streaming and you in the right place at the right time because I'm not the only one that's happy about being in church this morning. Amen. We can give the Lord a little bit of praise this morning because he's good and his mercy endures forever. Somebody wish they had this privilege that we are enjoying this morning. So we're thankful and let us pray about it. Dear God, we do thank you. Father, thank you for blessing us to have a mind to serve you. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us to come here to this place. For we know, yes, this is the day, this is the hour, this is the minute that you have made. And yes, Lord, we thank you for it. We humbly ask now that everything we do in this service will be pleasing to you. We understand it's not about us, but that it's all about you. We're going to give you praise, and we're going to honor your holy and righteous name. So, Father, bless the scriptures that will be read. Lord, we ask that you will bless the prayers that will be prayed. The songs that will come from the choir, Lord, bless them. Sanctify everything that we do so that you will be glorified. Thank you now, Lord, for the man that will come and break the bread of life. We ask that you will not let it fall on dead ears, but that we will listen and then that we will be hearers and doers of your holy and righteous word. And Father, when we leave this place, bless us to leave here better than we were before we came. And we will forever give you all of the praise and the glory that you are so deserving of. And all of the people of God said amen, amen, amen. God is able, and the choir is going to come to us with, he's able. Power 
morning family he's able right yes Lord our scripture comes from Matthew chapter 15 and our star reading at the 25th verse and it reads as follow the woman came and kneeled before him Lord help me she said 
He replied, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that falls from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. And her daughter was healed at that moment. May the word, may the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of God's holy and inspired word. Let us pray, family. Father God, all praise, glory, and honor belongs to you, Lord. And we thank you for waking us up to another beautiful and amazing day. Inspire our hearts, our minds, through the active presence of your Holy Spirit and grant us the grace to worship you in spirit and truth. Lord God, right now we're going to pray something on my heart. We're going to pray for our students here at CAGE, Lord, and JPS and surrounding areas and our colleges today. Lord, show our children the right path this school year. We pray that they always will work and study hard and to, this, to the excellence. Lord, give, a, give them a spirit of greatness instead of having a worldly lust for success. Guide their choices, Lord. May they not be influenced by the unwise and keep their thoughts and actions pure. Show them the way because we know that the decisions that they make now will shape and change their lives forever. Lord, we want to pray right now for our teachers. Continue to, Lord, to give them my energy and passion and comfort this year. You know, our teachers are genuine people uh, who pour out there to, uh, to their students on a daily basis and those around them. Lord, we know that sometimes their cup can drain quickly for pouring into so many people. But Lord, right now, we need you to be their strength this year and their source of everything. And Lord, our administrators and our leaders, we wanna pray for them also today. Lord, let them continue to lead us diligently. Also give them the gift of courage, boldness, inspiration, honest, being a good communicator and giving direction and vision. We always don't agree with our administrators and leaders, right? But the scriptures tells us that we shall pray for them. And let us continue to uplift them and support them. Let us pray for one another also. A special prayer goes out to our beloved sick and I shut in. Continue, Lord, to encourage them and strengthen them. Our families that's going through bereavement, continue to wrap your loving arms around them, Lord, give them hope, peace, and comfort. And for the spoken word that will be given this morning, let it meditate on our hearts, our minds, our spirit, long after we leave this holy place. These are more blessings in your holy son, Jesus' name. Amen. be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, y'all mighty quiet this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. Um, I want to start out this morning with giving thanksgiving. You know, one of the things that I always say is a poor frog that won't croak in his own pond, right? We have one of the best Sunday schools in the nation. And I see our Superintendent Green is sitting right there and I want her to stand and take a applaud for that fantastic retreat yesterday. 
you know, when you can have 50 to 70 people come on a Saturday morning and stay a half a day with you, you must be putting out something good. And we are so thankful for us getting ready for our new uh, calendar year with our Sunday school staff. Today is the first Sunday. So that means we must have some August babies in the house. Could all of our August babies stand? before you leave and wish them well today. The um, ministry leaders, if you have not received your budget sheet via email, please stop by the finance room to pick up a copy. Sheet, sheets should be returned to Sister Dorsey by August 15th. What's that date? Okay, so all ministry leaders, we need you to be on target with your budgets, getting your sheets in. Now, there is a new event happening called Showbiz with the Director. And I see him sitting there, wave your hand, our youth director, <laughs> Director Brown, on Sunday, August 27th, immediately after service for a cool treat and fellowship. Showbiz snow cones are free to you. Okay, I should have had the balcony. I think that's where most of those teens are up there. You can get, you can get your snow cones free on that August uh, 27th. Now, adults, if you feel like you're being left out, they're available for purchase. <laughs> I'm the messenger. <laughs> uh, there is an announcement from Pastor, and, and we know Pastor is and Mrs. Dr. Buckley are just taking a few days off and we just want to say hi wherever you are in the country. Um, but there is a special announcement and um, it's about the awesome August revival. Our Lord and our Savior, we greet you this morning with Jesus' joy. Good morning, K Chapel. So good to have you in the house of prayer on this morning. As you already see by now, Lucretia and I are not with you. We took a few days off, and we're going to uh, get recharged and rejuvenated and, and come back refreshed for ministry. But we're thankful that you're here and know that we are here with you in spirit as we continue to worship grow, connect, and serve right here at Cade Chapel. Listen, one thing that I wanted to bring to your attention and make sure that it's already on your calendars. Guess what, y'all? Fall Revival is back. That's right. Fall Revival is back. We are doing it a little bit differently, though. Rather than three consecutive nights of services, we're going to have three consecutive Tuesday nights of services. So it's going to be, in effect, an awesome August, starting Tuesday, August 15th, and then Tuesday, August 22nd, and then finally, Tuesday, August 29th, three different pastors, three different preachers are going to come with a fresh word. And they're coming, listen, from all over the U.S. My good friend, Dr. Christopher Davis from 
the St. Paul Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. He's going to kick it off for us on Tuesday, August 15th. And then my good friend, Dr. Claiborne Lee Jr., all the way from California, is going to come in like a mighty rushing wind, and he's going to share the word of God with us. What a dynamic speaker he is, preacher he is, pastor he is, a man who just has the heart uh, of the Lord. And then finally, we're going to end this uh, awesome August with my good friend, Dr. John Adolph out of Beaumont, Texas. Uh, listen, y'all. This, this is going to be a revival that you don't want to miss. These are preachers who have a fresh word, a relevant word, and have a word that we need. By the way, the theme is, I need Jesus. I don't know about you. I mean, what else can they say? I need Jesus. I know you need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And we're going to hear from these men about the Jesus that we need during these three nights. Tuesday, August 15th. Tuesday, August 22nd, Tuesday, August 29th. You make sure you're here. Listen, until next Sunday, we'll be back with you on next Sunday, Lord willing. So we'll see you then. It'll take a few more days and yeah, enjoy life, enjoy each other and enjoy uh, all that God has given unto us. And, and we're going to come back ready to be engaged for ministry. God bless you. Listen, go back into the service. Let's worship, grow, connect and serve. We love you. We'll see you soon. All right, that deserves a round of applause. And I know you got all those dates, and look on our website to refresh your memory about those dates. Now, uh, we have standing present right now Dr. Lucille Green, who is going to make a scholarship presentation. Good morning, good morning. I'm going to ask that young Madison and mom and dad, come on up here. Come on up here. If it weren't her mom and dad, there would be no Madison. <laughs> Come on up here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. You know, we have some awesome young people at K Chapel. Amen. I remember when this one wasn't here. I remember when mom and dad were just growing. So it's a blessing to be here and see them, them have grown up, this young, beautiful young lady. And I'm going to present her a book scholarship, and this is on behalf of Church Women United. We look out for young folks who graduated that will fill out that application and send it to us, and we give them a token of appreciation. That can buy them a book, I know. So Madison, on behalf of Church Women United, I present to you, and this is a real check, in, in the amount of $500, no piece of paper, this is a check. And you can buy a book, or you can buy some books. And, yeah, and we want to get this, yes. Because yeah. this picture is going to Church Women United because they have to put this in their report. Thank you so much. Thank you, Church Women United. Thank you. Let's give her another hand of applause. Congratulations. We have uh, one person who is seeking public office, and uh, Mr. Justin Gibbs, if you would come to the podium over to my left, and um, you are going to tell us why we should vote for you for representative of District 72. I've received my instructions for a brief two minutes. Good morning, K Chapel. 
I am attorney Justice Gibbs. I am a proud product of this community, and I'm running for a state representative of District 72 because we need a continuation of effective leadership. We also need young people, young professionals in this city of Jackson to step up and be able to lead with integrity, credibility, after they've earned their education, after they've gone through Jackson Public Schools, to turn their hand back and be a beacon for the community who has raised him. When you gain that legislative knowledge, being under the helm of my mother, Judge Deborah Gibbs, who's with me today, as well as my father, you can stand up and be confident about the leadership that you will uh, bark down the tree with your community at that chamber. And so again, I'm asking for your prayers and support on August 8th to elect attorney Justice Gibbs, the candidate focused on real solutions, someone who can work with all people, but someone who will also fight to ensure that our freedoms uh, are never trampled over. So again, my name is attorney Justice Gibbs. I'm at the top of the ballot, so voters don't have to look far. to the part in the program where everyone can participate and I'm going to ask Reverend uh, Austin Warren our young minister to come and make the appeal this morning good morning Katie Chapel is anybody glad to be in, in the house of the Lord just one more time since you're glad to be here, is anybody glad to give this morning? I, mean, I appreciate you being I appreciate you. Here at Cade Chapel, we give for a number of reasons, but most importantly, we give so that we can continue to build the kingdom of God. And so there are three ways that you can give here at Cade Chapel. You can uh, drop your uh, checks, your money, your money orders, whatever you want to give off uh, here at the church. Um, if you're inside worshiping with us uh, in the sanctuary, there are bins that are located at each exit, and we ask that you would drop off your, uh, your tithes offering um, as soon as you get ready to leave. Also, uh, if you're watching by live stream or if you're in here and you don't want to give by paper or anything else, uh, we ask that you give by uh, way of our K Chapel app. And it should be a QR code coming up on your screen. And so we ask that however you decide to give, we ask that you give without grudgingly and out of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. Thank you. Bless God. that again. <laughs> God deserves our best, right? That's it. All right. Let's give him our best. Amen. Amen. Forgot the music. Say glory to his name. Glory to your name. Oh, glory. 
bow ourselves before we thank you we thank you for these blessings and gifts that has been received bless now the gift the givers and those who desire to give in the method in which we was able to give through Lord uh, take these offers and these offers and uh, let it be used for the uplifting of your kingdom these are more blessings in your holy son Jesus name amen Second Kings, the 20th chapter, and part B of the fifth verse says, This is what the Lord, the God of your father David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. Let us continue to pray for our bereaved families. Reverend Shirley Harrington and Sister Oprah Porter lost their uncle 
Mr. Bilbo Jones. The service for Mr. Jones will be held on August 12th at Old Concord MB Church in Bentonia, Mississippi at 1 p.m. Mr. Jones was also the brother-in-law to Sister Pearl Harper. We have still in the hospital or nursing home or rehab, Mrs. Rosemary Stuckey. We have recovering at home, Mrs. Annie H. Alexander, Sister Sarah Cooper, Brother Charles Hodge, Miss Jessica Lee, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bonnie Scott, Sister Deborah Letbetter, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Jr., Sister Dorothy Jones, and Brother Jerome Thompson. Those that are related to church members are asking for prayer. The Benson family is asking prayer for their brother, Mr. Wesley Benson. Adrian Jeter, the niece of Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Mr. Melvin Scott, the husband of Sister Bunny Scott, Mr. Reginald Duvall and his wife, Tawana Duvall of Houston, Texas, Mr. Jeffrey Donald of Mableton, Georgia, and Mr. Richard Duvall of Fairfax, Virginia, the father of Deacon Driscoll Duvall. We have also in long-term care, which is a category I've added, Taz Smith, Mrs. Janet Sherrod, Mrs. Carolyn Jackson of Montgomery, Alabama, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, Brother Benny Lowry, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Joe Lowry, Sister Gloria Greer, Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Irene Shepherd, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Sammy Henderson, Sister Irene Shepherd, and Brother L. Buchanan. Now, on last Sunday, I received a message, and I did not uh, get it recorded in time, but uh, I got a message for prayer for Brother Cleveland Banks, and guess what? He had surgery, but he's here this morning. Amen. Just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Just so you'll understand, I added this uh, new category, long-term care, because the list of people were getting very long. I will read the long-term care names on the first Sunday of each month. Now, also, I have established a cutoff point for these messages to be read the next morning by 12 noon on Saturday. That eliminates me making mistakes like forgetting Mr. Banks. So, if you will, continue to send me those names for prayer, and I will get them read as soon as I possibly can, okay? But as I always say, as you travel during the week, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. I failed to make one announcement about Walton Elementary School, our adopted school up here on uh, the other block on Bailey Avenue. Uh, at one o'clock, put it on, on your phone, there will be prayer visual by members of Cade Chapel at Walton. And I know we all will not be there, but we can all be in sync with each other. And that's another way that we can provide Christian responsibility assistance. Let us pray for that, that school that is ours 
and that we have adopted. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to introduce to some, but present to others, the Reverend Walter Farrar. He is one of our own. He grew up right here in Cave Chapel. So don't just sit there. Let the word saturate you just like Reverend Buckley's here. And then receive the word. So will you join me in saying, preach Reverend Farrar. Preach Reverend Farrar. Preach Reverend Farrar. After the message in music, the next voice you will hear will be our own Reverend Walter Farrar.
what's his name, y'all? I'm just glad to be at home. It's been a long time coming. Often reminded of when I first come to this church. Lots have changed. Lots of faces have come and gone. But thank God that you're still here. I'm just kind of settling down. Because anytime I get an opportunity to come home or anywhere else, I kind of get a little nervous. Because uh, when you're doing God's work, if you don't get a little butterfly, you may be looking at yourself more than you're looking at God. Amen. So I, I, I just kind of get a little subtle in. Thank God to see some of my family here and a good, very good friend, Sister Thessalonia McKinney. Good to see her here. And all the rest of you, if I miss somebody, forgive me. Don't count it to my heart, count it to my head. But there is a word that I want to share with you that comes from the book of Matthew. You heard it earlier in, your, in the reading. Matthew chapter 15. 
beginning with verse 25. You'll find these words again re recorded. She came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. She said, true Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs from which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. For a few moments, I want to talk from the subject crumbs from the master's table. Crumbs from the master's table. I believe that if I were to take a poll, I believe that just about everyone in here would dare say that we all have need. Your need may not be the same as mine. It may not be the same kind of need. But we all have needs. And the question is, what do you do? Where do you go? when you know you have a need. The songwriter says, I go to the rock of my salvation. But what do you do when the rock seems to have walked off and left? Our text points to a situation where Jesus had to steal away. The beginning of the chapter shows why he slipped off. For there came the scribes, Pharisees, Sadducees, the religious leaders came to him and complained about his disciples eating without washing their hands. They had the concept that if you eat something, put it into the mouth, it could defile 
from the bottom. Jesus grew weary of this kind of foolishness. He grew weary of the fact that there were so many hypocrites in the religious world. He grew weary of the fact that there were so many people that were stuck on traditions, on doing it a certain way. And so he, he had to address those kind of issues. And so he says to the scribes, Pharisees, and Sadducees, and the religious leaders, he says to them, listen, it is not what you put in your mouth that defiles you. It's what comes out of the heart. See, see, you can eat whatever you want to eat. I'm just using phorology. You, 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 you can eat what you want to. But it's not going to stop right there. Jesus said it's going to be passed away. But it's what's in the heart. It's the problem that we look at in our society today is that we have so many heart problems. Sick hearts. Foul hearts. Hateful hearts. Jealous hearts, mad hearts, upset with one another hearts. It's not what goes into the mouth, what comes out of the heart. Jesus grew weary of those kind of problems, those kind of things. And so the Bible says he left that region and he departed into a Gentile region. There he is. And it's interesting that Mark and Matthew address the same issue. When he left, Mark says that, Mark chapter 7, I might add, says that he went into a house and would that no man knew it. In other words, I, I, I'm trying to get away from this stuff. And I don't want nobody to tell you where I am. I don't. I, <laughs> you see, you see, sometimes we weary God with stuff that does, does not matter. And sometimes he just shits it off. Another thing that Mark points out is that not only does he, it, Mark says that he went into the house and would have no man know it, 
But he also said, but he couldn't be healed. Can I just tell you that if you say you're a child of God, you can't be healed. Can I, can, can I just warn you that if you are a child of God, Jesus said you ought to let your light so shine. He didn't just say shine. He said let it so shine. In other words, don't use dark lights. Don't use black lights. Use bright lights. Be a bright shining light for God. Well, I better go on. I, I don't want to keep you long, but 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 when you look, read this 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 story, you'll find that in that region in which he was in, there came a woman and she had a problem. Like all of us got a problem. She came to him and cried out to him, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me. For I have a daughter that is sorely vexed, grievously vexed with devil. And I noticed something. She did not say, Lord, help my daughter. She said, Lord, help me. Because the truth of the matter is, she loved her daughter so much that she felt like the problem wasn't just her daughter's problem. It was her problem too. So she says, Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed with devils. Not, 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 that, that's her petition. She cries out to him. Question that I have for us today is, all of us have problems, but who are you going to? See, a lot of us got financial problems, physical problems, even mental problems, social problems. I don't care what kind of problem you got. Who you going to for help? She said, Lord, I need help. I, I find that too many times we'll run into the wrong help. We got political problems, but, but we're running the fox instead of running to somebody that can help explain the situation. We got lies being told, but we're running to the lie rather than digging for the truth. 
And I, 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 can I just tell you, some things you don't have to be told is true. You ought to know the truth. And the truth shall. She's got a problem. Her petition is that she needs help, but she goes and cries out, Jesus, son of David, help me. She needed help. She went to the right source. She didn't, she, she, she didn't go to the psychiatrist. She didn't go to the psychologist. She didn't go to some fancy person. She didn't go to the government. She went to where she could really get help. Can I just suggest to you that we go to the right one to get help? But notice something, notice something. And this struck me as strange. In, in verse number 23 of this chapter, the word says, but Jesus, but he answered her not a word. Oh, now, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I just got through saying we ought to go to the right soul. But what do you do when you go to the right source and you can't get no answer? What do you do when you need and you cry out to God, Lord, help? And it seems like God is silent. What, 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 what are you going to do? When your lights are getting ready to be cut off and you cried out to God, you've been taught that if you go to God, God will help in the time of need. And the lights are off. What, 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 what do you do when, when, when you go to the, to the refrigerator and you're hungry? Nothing in there but a bottle of water. What, what do you do when you call a doctor and try to go to a doctor, but you don't have the money to pay the doctor? What do you do when it seems like God has gone on vacation? What do you do when it looks like everybody you go to they turn their back on you. And you call God and God is silent. No word. No comfort. Hurting in pain. What do you do when you call on folks and they, they, they avoid you? What do you do when you go to the, even go to the church you call on the church and the line is busy. What do you do? Nobody.
anybody to help me. Well, look at what this woman does. The Bible says in this chapter, even when the deep, when when the when the disciples, Jesus didn't say nothing, and even the disciples told Jesus, Jesus. Why don't you send her away? Why, why, why don't you just tell her to go home? Why don't you just, 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 just shut a, a, a deaf ear to her? Tell her I don't, you don't want to be bothered with it. If you don't have to say it, Lord, let us say it. We'll tell her to go home. She has been rejected. She's been rejected by Jesus. She's been rejected by the disciples. And listen, listen, listen. It hurts even worse when the one that you call on says you don't deserve what you... Look at the text. The text will tell you that Jesus said to her, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, you're, you're not even a, a, a Jew. You're a Gentile. You don't deserve what I got. What do you do? Here this woman is. Jesus seems like he's silent. The disciples are telling him, get rid of her. And then even Jesus says, you don't deserve it. You're not even a Jew. Verse 25 says, Then came she and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. Can, 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 can I just tell you, when things are not going the way you want them to go, you ought to worship God. When, 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 when you can't find help with folks around you, the Bible tells us, I look to the hills from whence come my, all my help comes from the Lord. She, she, she does not stop crying out, help me, but she turned her help she turned her cry to the right place. And she did something that too many of us won't do. We won't worship God anyway. Can, 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 can I just tell you, just because you can't have, find no help down here, worship God anyway. 
just, 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 just because folks walk away from you and reject you, worship God anyway. Just, 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 just because the lights are, are, are off, worship God in the dark. If they come take your car, worship God anyway. No wonder Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I said, rejoice. Can I just tell you, your condition doesn't stop your worship. Your position shouldn't stop your worship. Where you live shouldn't have anything to do with Even a drunk man can worship God. I heard another preacher say, one, one thing about Christian folk, we ought to be the happiest folk in the world. Because we got a source of help that the rest of the world doesn't have. Praise God. I heard the psalmist say, praise him in the morning. Yeah. I heard David say, I, 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 I. He, he praised God so he just praised him right out of his clothes. We ought to praise God. No matter how bad things might get. Praise God. No matter how far you got to go, praise God. No matter how high you got to reach, praise God. No matter how low you got to go, praise God. I stop out to tell somebody you ought to praise God because the truth of the matter is you got more than what you ever had. You're better off than you ever was. I heard the psalmist say, the grave won't give you praise, Lord. And as long as I got a mouth, I got to praise. As long as I got breath to breathe, I got to praise the Lord. As long as he gives me strength in my body. If I can't open my mouth, I just wave my hand. I'm going to praise the Lord anyway. One thing we ought to be is persistent. Don't stop just because money stops. Don't stop when your money gets funny. Don't stop when things get tough. Praise the Lord. He's worthy of all our praise. But notice what Jesus says. Jesus says it is not meat to take the bread, take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Well, now she's, had, she's, she's been through a lot of stuff. She didn't have nowhere to go and she was looking for help. And she couldn't get help because Jesus was silent. And then the disciples decided that she ought to be sent home. But now Jesus says, well, now, Lord, you, 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 I, you, you ain't answered anything. You haven't made a move towards me. 
and then you're going to turn around and insult me by calling me a dog. You ain't, you, I, I can't give you the bread because the dog, because, because you're, you're, you're a dog and the, you, it's not good to give my bread, give my goods. It's not good to give you my good news uh, because you, you, you're not even a part. You're a dog. Now, 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 a lot of us, if we had been told something like that, we'd be ready to hit somebody. <laughs> tell the truth. Now, now, you might as well tell the truth and shame the devil. You, 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 you'd be ready to punch somebody. And, and, and Jesus here has, has insulted you by calling you a puppy. Something that, that Jews always called Gentiles. A dog, a puppy, you're, 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 you're lower than a dog. But you notice something. I want you to notice something, how humble she has become. She humbles herself. She says, yes, Lord. You, 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 you can call me a dog. That's all right. Let me tell you something. When you need help, it doesn't make any difference what people say. They can say what they want to say. Can I just tell some of these young folks, don't get mad when folks insult you. Get the help first. Then get mad. Stop biting the hand. See, see, we, we, we got this idea that you, you say something to me, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it. We get so mad, and then we miss out on the blessing because we done got so mad. Sometimes our mouth gets us in trouble more than anything else. We say stuff that we don't need to be saying. Wait, wait, wait till you get them, the, the blessing in your hand. Wait till they put something in your pocket. Wait till you get the job, and then get behind closed door and cuss them out. Shut your mouth and do the work and then let them pay you. See, God's blessing us and we don't know how to protect the blessings that God has blessed us with. Oh, my God. This woman, this woman said, yeah, Lord. It's all right. You call me what you want to call me but I still need help. <laughs> you, 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 you can say what you want to say. You can say, call me a dog all you want to, but I'm still standing here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still standing right here saying, Lord, help me. See, our priorities need to be placed in line. We need to understand that when you need help, you just need help. I hear, I, I hear some of you saying, well, you got to have some pride. Yeah, have pride all you want. 
when you're full. And I agree, I agree you, you, you ought to have some pride. Don't beg, but, but have enough pride to stand and go to the right place to get you some help. Well, I better go on and go home now. I didn't bother you long enough. But notice what Jesus says about this woman. Jesus said, great is thy faith. Oh, wait a minute now. Wait, wait, wait. I thought it was about the woman coming and needing help and coming to Jesus. And she been, she been faced silence. She's faced rejection. She's been told she didn't fit in, that she wasn't a part of. She, she's even been called a dog. She's been, she done dealt with all of that. And then Jesus says, great is thy. What did faith got to do with it? I didn't come here to, about faith. I came here to get some help. Jesus, why are you talking about faith? Well, the first thing you don't need to understand is if you're going to get what you need to get, your faith must be in place. The word says that, that faith is the substance of things hoping for and the evidence of things not. In other words, she came to Jesus hoping to get help. He needed to see some faith in her. And then secondly, her faith had to be tested. Don't you fool yourself. If you say you're a child of God, God's going to test if you say you're a child of God, God's going to allow some trouble to come your way. Because the truth of the matter is, if you got faith, your faith has to be tested. You have to know that you got strong faith, great faith. The disciples had little faith. And Jesus said, this woman has great faith. Question, how great is your faith? When you look around at your problem, how great is your faith? When you consider how far you've got to go, how great is your faith? Are you willing to stick it out? Stay with Jesus and keep on talking to him. Are you willing to accept the test that Jesus puts before us to see if your faith can pass the test? Well, I'm looking at this text and I'm thinking to myself, is there anybody that has been through some stuff? Can I get a witness in this house that can say my faith has been tried? Abraham knew what it meant to have his faith tried when he was told to go up on Mount Moriah and offer his son 
when he got up there, God said, don't do anything else. My, your faith has passed the test. Look over your shoulder, and there's a ram in the bush. Jarvis had his test tried, his faith tried. When he went to Jesus and said, my daughter need help. But when he put his daughter in Jesus' hand, when he got back to the house, his daughter was alive. The, the folks out there in the wilderness, they got hungry one day. And Jesus told his disciples, feed them. And they looked around and they said, we don't have enough. All we got is a little fish and some bread. But when they put the bread and the fish in Jesus' hand, everybody got fed. And they took up 12 baskets. I stopped by to tell somebody, I know you're saying, well, the crumbs is not enough. But when you put the crumbs in Jesus' hand, you'll get a meal. When you put your desires in Jesus' hand, everything will work out all right. When you look to Jesus, he'll work it out. If you look to Jesus, he'll move your mountains. When you look to Jesus, he'll pick you up. When you look to Jesus, he'll turn you around. When you look to Jesus, he's hanging on a cross. When you look to Jesus, nails in his hand. When you look to Jesus, put in a grave. When you look to Jesus, early, early Sunday morning, get up out of the grave. Crumbs, crumbs from the master's table. Thank you, Reverend Farrar. Thank you for the word. Looking to Jesus. Jesus asked us all to look to him. Paul writes in Romans, somewhere around the 12th chapter, verses 1 and 2. Where he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which, your, which is your reasonable service. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewance of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable, the will of God. The door's open. The door's open. If you need help, as Reverend Farrar has just explained to us, he just explained to us to look to the hills from which cometh our help. Jesus is our heal. The door's open. Some of you, 
may want to join by letter, some by Christian experience, some as a candidate for baptism. And some of you that are with us be aware of live screen. There should be a number on your screen from which you may call and someone will answer. The door is open. The door is open to you. We're going to ask now that our children will come down real shortly. We're going to do this kind of in a hurry. We're having a little bit of difficulties. Will our, will our young folks that are in school, would you come down and the staff members, parents, college students, come down. Let's have a prayer together before you go back to school. Election day, any anyone running for office or in office may come down. We all need prayer. We all need to be supported. Praise him. Praise him. Look at our young folks. Look at our young folks. Give God a hand first and then give them a hand. Would the teacher stand? Teacher stand. If you like to come down, come down. Let us have a prayer, a word of prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, we come to you now in humble submission. First of all, we thank you for this day. And Lord, we thank you for the word that we've just gotten from Reverend Farah. And we pray that those words not fall upon deaf ears, that we will take them and use them to glorify your name. Now, dear Lord, we have young folks that are going back to school. And maybe some that are not so young that are going to school. And we have the ones to educate them. Father, we pray for, first of all, for your country for the leadership of this country. And then, Lord, we pray for the students. We pray for the teachers. We pray for the parents. We pray, dear Lord, that they will get a secular education. But most of all, Lord, we pray that they will get a biblical education. We pray that what they get, that all of it will be used to glorify you. So, Lord, we ask now that you walk with them and talk with them and that you lead them and guide them down the pathway of righteousness for your name's sake. These are the precious prayers that we pray. We pray them in the name of the Father. We pray them in the name of the Son. And we pray them in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now let everything that has breath say amen one time for the Father. Amen one time for the Son. Amen one time for that of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Reverend Farrar will close this out. Would you bow your heads? Father, we give you the glory. Yes, Lord. We give you the honor and we give you the praise. 
We thank you for this day. We thank you for these that have come around this altar. We, we thank you for those that are still in their seats. We thank you, Father, for another day's journey. Lord, bless right now. Bless each one under the sound of my voice. Father in heaven, whatever, whatever need they have, we know you are able to do anything but fail us. Bless right now. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us. Now, henceforth and forevermore, let us all say together, Amen. 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 Shake hands with somebody. Tell them you love them. Don't tell a lie.